The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, January 4th, 2023, Season 18, Episode number 100. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. I see a lot of looks of, wow, we made it to 100 shows. Yes, it was a, it's the 100th episode of The Break here in Season number 18. We are legal. <laughs> we are legal. All right, uh, we got a lot we're going to talk about today. We got a Lots roster move there. <laughs> we got a roster move. We got some injury updates. We're going to get into the Washington offense versus the Dallas defense. We might even get to some fan questions here in the final segment of the break. Let's start first with the roster move. Cowboys release uh, wide receiver James Washington. Did why did this free agent acquisition fail? Because he got hurt in OTAs and mini camps, and they really couldn't see him there. They had an idea of what the player could be. Uh, you know, the last part of his career at Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger, we kind of know that game wasn't going down the field. He wasn't as accurate. You know, they were the, all those receivers in Pittsburgh who initially we were like, wow, look at this group, Claypool, look at all these guys. I mean, they're all good players. And then the quarterback just goes off the cliff. And then they have their situation where the young quarterbacks just weren't ready to play. So now – he transfers to Dallas, the OTA's minicamp. We're all watching practice. We're all looking. We're all taking notes, You know, getting our stories ready. He never practices. And then all of a sudden you say, okay, well, let's see what happens at training camp. And then he gets there, first practice, we're all standing along the fence, gets hurt again. You know, And so now you're sitting there going, well, people develop. I mean, you get guy. I mean, they they were chasing they were chasing a receiver. I mean, we, we sit there and you know show 91, 92, 93, 94 were about Odell Beckham. You know, we were talking about that, and so they were chasing wide receivers, and you know he was a guy that they just really didn't have a have a clear understanding of what he could do. Put him out there a couple of times, and they got better players that can that can play, and that's why you move on. Yeah, yeah even from practice. I mean, he, the times I personally watched. He never really stood out or did anything that really was good enough to get him. And even the time that we were waiting, okay, finally we're going to see him, what he can do on the field when they play him. He only got one. They only targeted him once, and it was a drop. So then that was disappointing. But he just never got to become, like Brian said, got to develop into that guy that even coming out of college, he was – Apparently pretty good. I never really saw yeah. him play. I saw yeah. highlights when they they got him here, but a very talented guy in college. But it just uh, even then, I don't. It just didn't translate to what the Cowboys were looking and needing at the time. He wasn't able to step up. Does it all make you nervous that when you look at that? Uh, obviously, you still got games to go through in the playoffs. Hopefully, multiple games. Uh, and you never know what happens with injuries. Does it make you nervous that maybe they should have held on to him just to have the extra body in the event you need him due to injury? Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. But but I think that 
I think this game when they realize that you know they're they're going to have to play it, and they're playing this game, and 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 the, from the injury standpoint, there's there's more guys that that you need to kind of you know maneuver around and and kind of with the roster and from the practice squad moving up, and you've got injuries, you're just going to have to kind of mess with the roster, and so you got a veteran receiver who's not really playing special teams, mm-hmm. and he's not really in the rotation, and Ty Hilton has definitely taken over that spot that it just didn't. Didn't work. I think you know, Nick's right about this, though. You're you're running out of, you know. I think that I think that Washington was a guy initially that was here to protect yourself, and then all of a sudden you had guys that were that developed, and then you're starting to use these guys to play off the practice squad. You know, you're you're, you're running out of you're using all three of those elevations, mm-hmm. and now you're in a situation like okay, you know, we've depending on what you think about Turpin. You know, I mean, there's another receiver. You know, you got Tolbert. I mean, I, I know if something were to happen, you probably really don't want to throw, you know, to, uh, you know, throw him out there. But that's what you're going to have to do if you if you have an injury. But they've got these practice squad elevations. You know, they have to think about. They have to think about their center. You know, I think they've used all those for you know th- those guys and uh, with Sheep uh, Shepley. Shepley. Yeah. So I mean, you know, maybe it's a situation for one week. You're going to have to. And but to, he to was get a, it right, you can only use it three times. Three on times, one player. Three, three times, right? So you know you're now depending on okay, what about uh, Farniak? You know, okay, Farniak gets through this week and everything's cool. I, I, me personally, I felt like that Washington was the 53rd player. That that's where I was when you looked at the big picture of it. I'm like, okay, if they have to make a move to get somebody back on. James Washington's going to be the guy that's gone. That that's I, I once once they got T. Y. Hilton. Once he was incorporated. Once he started making plays. My need for the protection of James Washington is no longer here. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about some uh, injuries. I got some names I'm going to run down. If you guys can give me kind of an update on where we are with them. Tony Pollard did not play last week. Where are we as far as his return? I. Th- I, he said after the game last week he was going to play, yeah. and uh, and and I think that you say he has in Tony, Tony said Pollard that. Okay. said he would he would play. That doesn't always mean anything. <laughs> uh, players always think they're going to play, but I, I just get the sense we'll see what they do with practice. I mean the whole schedule's upside down right now. Uh, but when Mike McCarthy talks, he might be ta- he might be answering that yeah. um, question. But I I think he, my gut is that he'll play. Yeah, I think that they uh, at least for twelve yards. Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I, I I think that they they want to they want to they need to get some things back going with this running game again. This is going to be a difficult team to run the ball against. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about their defense tomorrow. I mean, just watching them play the Browns and stuff like that, and a couple other games. It's it, there's some challenges up front. I think if he could play, they need to play him. You know, and see because they're trying to figure out what's going on the right side of this offensive line with Martin and Smith. Is there a combination? Are you going to be able to read the blocks and stuff like that? I think you need some continuity going into the playoffs. I have my graphic ready, so I hope he does play. <laughs> the The graphic has been sitting there for a couple of weeks, waiting to go out. But um, I don't think they saw a need to really even risk it playing him when you got a guy like Davis. He I mean, he's done a good job yes. running. They were just – they struggled overall last week. But what you've seen in the backup position behind the backup, which is – I mean, do you call Tony Pollard backup? Nah, mm. eh. Co-starter. Yeah, co-starter. There you <laughs> go. Um, no, but they, they just got three really good guys that yeah. can do the job. So there was no need to kind of – which then makes me wonder if he does play because of that, because there's really no need to rush it. Yeah. 
What are we hearing about Leighton Vanderish? I think that's a playoffs. playoffs. That's a playoff situation right there. I think there's a couple of guys that you're going to get back for the playoffs. Uh, Vanderesh, and I'm sure you're going to go into Hankins. Yep, is Hankins another. is next. Yeah, yeah, Hankins. Those two, you can kind of put those together as playoff guys. But we think in first playoff game, they're back. They're ready to go. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Tyler Biotish. Uh That's one that's going to be very, very close. Very, very close. And close uh, as in this weekend, close. No. Close. No, it's like close playoffs. for the playoffs. playoffs okay. Yeah, close for the playoffs. They love the kids' toughness. They love everything about him. They love how hard he's going to work. He's going to do everything he can. They're worried about him having to take on one-on-one blocks. I was told one of the things for an offensive lineman that's hard to do if they have the high ankle is when you have to pass set mm-hmm. and then you have to anchor down on a guy and you have to push down on that foot and that ankle. That that there's a lot of stress on that. And that's where you, when you get bull rushed, you know, especially the position he plays inside, he doesn't deal with light guys inside. He deals with heavy guys. And so that's a little bit of an issue that they're, they're having to work through there. So I was told it's going to be really, it's going to be tight. And I think that's why you're seeing this ramp up. Farniak was going to be a guy that was going to be, uh, he, his window was going to start this week, regardless. I mean, it just happened that mm-hmm. you lose your center. Now you got, oh, wait, you got Farniak. Farniak sounds like he's ready to play. Are they going to play him, or are they going to do what they do with all these injuries? These guys coming back, they give him a week, and then they get him ready for So I think Farniak is your ace in the hole if Biotish can't go against Tampa or Packers or whoever you yeah. play in that first round. You know, when you think about from a roster standpoint, why cut James Washington? Why, you know, what what did you need their spot for? Well, maybe so you could put Farniak on the roster yeah. when when you know this week, and then you can still bring up if you've got an offensive lineman, you can still bring up a lineman mm-hmm. to add some depth and all that. You know, let's just see how the, you got to see how the game goes. Got to see how that game and. And Philadelphia is going at the same time. I mean, I'm not saying you don't rest. You're going to rest players, but if either one of the games gets out of hand, you might. Yeah. So you know, with, with everything you said, Brian, about the challenges of a high ankle when yeah. you're a center, it makes me think also the opponent might matter as to whether they think he's ready to go. If you're the fifth seed and you're going to Tampa and he's got to look at Vita Vea all yeah. day. That may be a situation you're like, I don't think he can hold up. That high ankle isn't going to hold yeah. up against that big dude and somebody with that kind of skill they, on top of his size. And, yeah, and, and they, you know, they, it's just, they, there's just a lot to that. They really do think this guy's tough and yeah. he'll play through things, and they, they're not worried about that at all. But the, the, like when I heard the word, it's going to be close, Yeah, that's when I started to kind of antennas come up. You know, I, I'm anxious to see how this, this all plays out because – Connor McGovern, I think, gives them a little bit more size there at center yeah. than if Peters is the guy. You say if Farniak's in there, then that changes some things. Because yeah. Farniak, remember, did play against yeah. Tampa. He did. Right? Week one. Or, or McGovern got hurt. Yeah. And then Farniak. He played against, when they played the Commanders, I went back and watched yeah. the game. He played in the Commanders game as but, well. But against Tampa, the last two times they've played him, week one of the season this year and last year, size in the middle of the line. They, they couldn't run right up the mm-hmm. middle. They had to try all this stuff on Zach the Martin was out the first time that you yeah. went yeah. to Tampa yeah so I think this could be a situation where your, your your offensive line is bigger than it's ever been stronger than it's ever been and and we'll see how how it plays out but if Peters is that guard or tackle and Tyler Smith's the guard I do think you've got more strength going up against Tampa if that's who you face than than you've had the last couple of years and it, that's also been frankly why I've been so shocked that the running game has been struggling here these last couple of weeks, because my first thought when they decided to 
bring Tyron back and put him on the right side, I'm thinking I'm embarrassed. road grade. Like you should be running over people, and that just hasn't been the case. I'm embarrassed to admit this, and I have all year. They miss steel. They miss steel in the running game. They really, really do because there's offensive linemen get accustomed to playing next to a guy. And that's why they, do, they always talk about continuity. Mm-hmm. That's always say the same five. They always want you to play with the same five guys because what happens is you plug two Hall of Fame players next to each other and they haven't played next to each other. In, never. You know, never. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So all of a sudden, you know, Martin knew how Steele was going to come off the ball and, athlete, and be an athlete and work to his hip and then get up inside and turn. And then now you're really not. Here's Tyron like, okay, when I was on the other side, I used to do it this way. So there's some figuring out going on when you start to talk about combination blocks. You know, they'll tell you, secure the down guy first and then get to the second level. You know, right now it's like they can't get the down guy secured, and now the second level guy is running over the top and making plays for three yards. Well, I mean, just think about what happened in the game. I mean, you're saying that these two future Hall of Famers, as good as they are, they're still figuring out on that right yeah. side how to work together. Yeah. Then you get an injury in the middle of the game. Yeah. All three of the yep. other spots Slide. change. Yeah. I mean, then Tyler Smith, left tackle, moves to guard. Peters comes in. Uh, the guard, everybody just slides yeah. to the right. And it's like. <laughs> slides to the right. And, and then. <laughs> Then it's you like got, a wedding, right? <laughs> then you got these other. Yeah, guys. Exactly. I got the picture of Brian. Yeah. Uh, what wedding was that? Uh, <laughs> Rob, Rob Phillips. Oh man. Oh, we got to tell that story sometime later. But go ahead, Nick. Poor Ambar. I mean, I, I, oh, I, those gold yeah. plates. Yeah. Rob had those gold plates. Those are called chargers. Chargers. Yeah. And he, <laughs> Brian goes, "Hey, I just won Wimbledon." <laughs> Rob's like, Rob I'll had never a lot invite of, them Rob, back to anything ever Rob again. had that open bar that kind of got to some people here on the program. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Go All ahead, about Nick. balance. All about balance. How many How many drinks can you carry in one hand? Wow. <laughs> I carry a lot, if you've noticed. <laughs> Good time. Where, yeah. where are we going with I that? I don't know. I we just, know. You got me when oh, you... Well, it was a wedding. It was a right. slide to the right. Yeah. 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 We were yeah, but sliding that's the to the right. You've changed so much about the offensive line when you start talking continuity. That obviously is not what they have right now. No, they don't. And they really yeah. don't. They, they're trying their best to, you know, it's like, hey, plug in, plug in, do this and that. And you're feeling like, oh, hey, they'll be all right. And then you start to think, man, these cats haven't played with each other here. Yeah. You know, they haven't played in a game where they can, they, they know they're, you know, I mean, there's times, it's funny, I'm watching the games where I'm watching like with Zach Martin, and you know, he always kind of kept an eye over on, on Steele. And he's still just out of habit. You know, he's keeping an eye on Tyron Smith, and I'm going, man. I mean, how you know you get in such a habit of playing that, like when you keep one hand here and you're looking, you're looking, you're looking, and then you let him go, and then you know he just goes, just punishes Tyron Smith's guy, mm-hmm. you know. But that's what he used to do with Steel. So you get in that habit of, and he's probably thinking, why am I doing this? This guy over here is going to be fine. I need to worry about the center. Yeah, you know that's it's it takes a little work with each other. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into the Washington offense versus Dallas defense. We'll do that in just a second. It's DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Enjoy premier dining, shopping experiences from over 20 restaurant shops and more at the Star District. Make sure to stop into the Star District's newest additions. Visit thestardistrict.com for the full directory. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment brought to you by blockchain.com. Uh, real quick, before we get into the Washington offense versus Dallas defense, I just saw online Mike McCarthy is doing his press conference right now. We are recording that. It'll be up on the website a little later. But he did make mention about James Washington. said something interesting. He said, I actually feel bad about James's opportunity here. Special teams plays a big part in these decisions. Could be one of those situations where, like you were talking about, yeah. maybe he doesn't play – Nick, you said yeah. he doesn't yeah. play special teams. Yeah. Maybe it could well, even be the fact that you got another receiver out there who is yeah. playing special teams and returning yeah, quite well that you could throw in How many receivers? It. Yeah, how many receivers do you have that don't play special teams on this team? I mean, like, yeah. if you think about it, it's those top three. Top three, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this thing, though, came down to, like, what Brian said. I mean, you get hurt at the wrong time. You get hurt yep. at the wrong and, time. And, and, you know, you don't miss games so much um, when you get hurt in the offseason. Yep. But but it, it, it affects you when it's time to make decisions, and that's that's what happened. And, you know. It's, but even then, they held on to him yeah. a really well, long time. That's, that was, like, really long. And but, I, that surprised me the most is how – I mean, and you've been talking about it like, okay, we all knew they needed some extra help. Yeah. And there were the whole um, Odell situation right. happening and lingering. But even then, prior to that, it was still – he was about to be ready. Or maybe they even knew weeks before he started saying. kind of filtering into the media. No, no, you're absolutely right. We're all at the – we're all out there in Oxnard and we're peppering Stephen Jones with these questions about adding a receiver. And he kind of knew where Gallup was – in his rehab. So all of a sudden, and then it became, well, Gallup's back, and let's see what we got with Tolbert. Let's see, you know, there's all these things. And they just kept on and on and on waiting. And finally, it's like, you know, somebody, they probably went to Robert Prince, the receivers coach, and said, listen, we're thinking about moving on from James. And I'm like, well, James hasn't really helped us all that much this year. You know, and you, you mentioned the couple of games he got. 
You know, T.Y. Hilton in one game, all of a sudden our eyes go, whoa, James Washington. Oh, did he play today? Yeah. How many snaps did he get? To me, the guy that that moved him ultimately off the roster was Noah Brown because in the Mm -hmm. offseason, when he wasn't taking snaps, Noah Brown was. And he was getting a rapport with Dak and and, and actually playing pretty well. And so when the season started – he, you know, he did a nice job. He's had some games. You know, he he's been he's been up and down a little bit, but he's been. I think for what you expect out of Noah Brown, I think he's been up. Yeah, more than more he than down. He was the guy was for the guy. Andy Dalton. Like it, it, it was. You Cooper didn't see Rush. much of. Andy Dalton, I'm sorry. I think he was, like, <laughs> no. two years ago. Yeah, but. he was. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, well, Andy Dalton was in my head because I think I, yeah, I saw Cooper's. a donation yeah. to yeah. the fund yeah. that he yeah. made. So I guess his name was Fletcher, but Cooper, yeah. Cooper, Cooper yeah. Rush. Um, he became the guy for him. You didn't see much of Michael Gallup. You didn't see much of uh, CeeDee Lamb whatsoever. And Noah Brown became surprisingly very reliable to – Mm-hmm. Cooper Rush and kind of the chemistry they've been building at practice. You know, that's an interesting point because when you think about it, I think there were – I saw a lot of people this offseason who were not happy with the fact that the Cowboys didn't retain um, uh, Wilson, Cedric Wilson. And for what Cedric Wilson provided for this team, I think Noah Brown was equally as good at that role as Cedric Wilson was last year. So when you start thinking about, well, like, what guys aren't here and what guys had to assume their roles, I think you would say – as a number one receiver, CD has stepped up to that. I think you'll say Noah Brown step up to the role that Cedric Wilson was before. Right. The question just is, has Michael Gallup been able to come back from injury and be who Michael Gallup really needs to be? Yeah. And I don't know that you've seen that consistently enough, but those other two, you feel pretty good about where you yes. are right now with those. Yeah, that's the thing about it is with Noah Brown. They Last year when Cedric Wilson was on this team, they tried Noah Brown first. Yeah, they did. They tried, and then Cedric Wilson kind of came along and like started making plays. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, man, we really don't need Noah Brown anymore. We got Cedric Wilson to make these plays. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was it, – but he finally like, oh, my role last year was to do this. Oh, now I have to do this yeah. now. So he, he he's done a good job. I mean, uh, Noah Brown – he. I know there's been some plays, but there's also been some plays where you're like, you're damn glad you have the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's be honest. Like, Noah Brown, it, you're not expecting for for where he was drafted, for what he's been for this team throughout his career. If he were in here and he was perfect this year, that would be an anomaly. Yeah. You're not expecting him to be perfect. You're expecting him to contribute. And that's exactly what he's done. He's played the role of what he has to be. That's why he is the third receiver and not the top receiver on this team. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Washington offense versus the Dallas defense. Let's start first with those quarterbacks because yeah. obviously that's been their biggest challenge. They got a good defense. They got a good running game. They have not been able to get the quarterback position right. Which quarterback gives them the best chance against the Cowboys Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke. They've also thrown out now that maybe Sam Howell even plays some this week. Yeah. Who gives them the best chance against the Cowboys? Sam Howell does. Sam Howell actually does give them the best chance. And I'll tell you this because I was I've seen him in college at North Carolina and he was drafted in the fifth round. And you watched him in the preseason this year, and and I was surprised. I was really, really surprised that they didn't. The only reason I think he didn't play is because they went and got Carson Wentz. You know, and then they started off, you know, the way they did and all that. Sam Howell's a damn good football player. He's a good quarterback. I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays in this game because you with him, the ball goes down the field. He's super mobile. They can run the option stuff with him. Uh they you know, he can he hits in underneath routes, he can throw the screens, he's got touch. 
I, I don't know why they didn't, like I say, Carson Wentz. I get it. They they made their bed with Carson Wentz, and they had to sleep in it. He's the reason why they lost the game last week. He His throws. he Carson Wentz has turned into a guy that just will throw it to a spot and hope for the best. And they've got talented receivers. McLaurin, mm-hmm. Dotson, Samuel, all these guys can catch the football. All these guys can get open. They need somebody, and they were winning games a little bit because their defense is really good. I think their defense is good. I think their front seven's really good. But they were winning games because they were keeping it close, and Heineke wasn't messing up the games. Well, now he's messing up the games. So now they got to figure these things out. Well, it's too late. It's too late. They're done. Sam Howell's going to show you something in this football game, mm. if you're the Cowboys. And when he plays, I, I'm looking forward to because I think he throws the ball better than those the three quarter or the two other quarterbacks they have. Like I could say, more accurate, more down the field. So they're going to start him? I don't think so. I think they're going to start Taylor Heineke and yeah, then bring switch. and switch him up. And so this, this is one where I, I get a little worried about that just because like there is no book on Sam Howell yet and and as we know in the NFL preseason games so, you can watch and, yeah, and I get that and yeah you, but no, and I know it's preseason but you could watch and you could go huh oh okay I see and I was like I say I I, I know people there at the commanders and I I was talking to them like why don't you guys play Howell and they go well we got Wentz and I'm like why don't you I mean this guy's better he's a better player and they're like well you know we we I feel like they stole him in the fifth round yeah. I, I know me personally. When he was drafted and we were doing the draft show that, that day, and I'm like, hey, they got a guy here. He, he took the heat for everything. That was a first-round quarterback until his senior year at North Carolina. First-round quarterback. And then all of a sudden they had a 500 season, and everybody blamed him for that. They had anything around him that was any good. And so now he's, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be – I think he's going to – Dallas is going to have to be – on their on their game when he's in the football game, I, I believe that. Yeah, just I, watching him play. I think I, I remember if I, the story. I might have said this with last time we played Washington. I think the story goes as Jerry really wanted Sam Williams, obviously in the second round. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys were were looking at a tight end, I think, by the name of McBride from the Colorado State. Yeah, maybe. they really liked him, and they ended up. You know, Jerry wins, uh, and 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 it's been a good pick. Sam Williams has yeah. been a, a, a good pick. Um, in the fourth round, they had to get tight end. I mean, McCarthy's like, oh, you got to get me Ferguson here. Yeah. Sam Howe was the guy they really wanted to take in the yeah, fourth quarterback, round. Yeah. Quarterback there, yeah. they really wanted to get him. And then they had those fifth round picks, but I think Washington's picks, I think Washington's picks were earlier. Both yeah. of yeah. Uh, both of their their first two, and they got well, let's go, and I believe Bland. Yeah, and then they got um, a couple guys at the end, Ridgeway and Clark. But but they really wanted Sam Howe. Wow. I'm just, round. I'm just saying. But it was because of yeah. those dominoes effect. They really couldn't do it. The, the only thing, that, like to say, to me, I don't think the game is going to be too big for Sam Howell. It, it depends on can can they get the running game going and can and and the thing you didn't see the first time around was Brian Robinson, the the running yeah. back from who was shot through the leg. He he didn't play against you the first time. He's a really he's so cavalier. Like, he did. He got shot through yeah, the leg. Shot through the leg. Yeah. He did. It was I know, a terrible it's situation. Not, it's not funny. It's not. It's no. just the way you said it was just no. uh, just like oh, yeah, the hamstring. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. It was. In, and, and, but he he can really run the ball. Antonio Gibson's been nicked up. So Jonathan Williams is the other back that they've been kind of used. But their offensive line, like I say, this offensive line. Trey Turner at, at guard number 53 is the guy I think you go after in this game. If you go after a tackle, it's Charles Leno at the left side. So we'll see how they move Micah and others around uh, to play this game. But they have a weakness at Turner at, tackle, at guard excuse me, and Leno at the tackle. 
but you better be able to kind of cover McLaren, Dotson, and Samuel. All these cats can make some plays. So for fans that may not have seen Brian Robinson play, what's his game like? How his game, is he yeah. as a runner? He is a, I tell you what, he is a, he's one of those guys that when you watched him play at uh when he came out of Alabama, he was like an attack the line guy. I mean, it's like they they hand him it's sometimes like you say, you get these shotguns and you hand the ball to a guy and he kind of goes sideways. This guy takes the ball and goes downhill. I mean, fast. And so he's a big guy. And so now he's bouncing off guys, spinning off guys, get, grabbing the corner. This this team it's it's I know they're out of it. This has to be one of the most just if they would have figured out the quarterback situation, if they would have figured it out, they would be the sixth seed in this thing. Yeah, or they or they might even be competing. They threw away some games. They got talent. There's no they, doubt they, they got talent. They've done a great job of adding players. And people, well, they're seven, seven, and one, Brian. What the hell? You know, I'm like, you know what? Or seven, eight, whatever. I'm just telling you, man, they've got players. And if they if they if their heads are screwed on right for this football game, they're going to make it a hard game. for Now, if they've got one foot in the parking lot and they're interested in, like, you know, we're not going to play everybody and all that, by all means, go for it. Go get a win. But if they if these guys want to play, I, I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I, I really do. I, I think it's they, they've got they're going to challenge you with their skill guys on that offense. They're going to challenge you at tight end. They're going to challenge you with, with Robinson running the ball downhill, throwing the screens to him. Everything you know, they're going to do everything they can to kind of get their offense going. And it, and it and maybe like I say maybe this maybe Howell is this guy that comes in and all of a sudden it's like the last game of the year and they're like wow we we've got a guy I thought in the preseason they had a guy but but, but Brian Robinson to answer your question Jerk I'm sorry I was jumping all over the no, place all good. 6'2", 228 pounds he brings it every single time he carries the ball we're gonna go to our first uh, final break when we come back we have a few more questions regarding this matchup Washington offense versus Dallas defense we'll be back DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
the Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a Fanatics experience. Grab some Cowboys Nation-worthy hoodies, tees, accessories, and more. Welcome back. Final segment of the Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We still voting for Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, you can always vote for Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, he needs, Fan of the year, Jimmy? He needs your help. Yeah. yeah. That's a more of a Tuesday read. Oh, that's but, a Tuesday read. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you. He, trying I, to take all this over. He'll take some votes on Wednesday, though. Yeah. James so Wright for your 2022 Cowboys Fan of the Year. You yeah. can go vote NFL.com. Go get him, Jimmy. Awesome. We got an additional read there. Look at Brian. He just kind of gave everybody Trying to help extra. Jimmy, you know. And I'm sure our marketing department is very happy about that, that we gave him an I'm, extra shout. We have a, sh- a show on Monday, so. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. We, we kind of filling in. All right, let's get back to this matchup, Cowboys. I don't want to see that Buccaneers guy win it. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to help Jimmy here. <laughs> Versus the commander's offense. <laughs> um, Terry McLaurin, Major you mentioned Teddy. him. You mentioned Terry McLaurin a little <laughs> I do. earlier. I do. Terry McLaurin is a really good receiver. He does not kill the Cowboys very often. He does not. My assumption is going into this game. He's this not going to kill him games, again? This is one of those games <laughs> where you say, hey, Diggs, go make sure he doesn't do anything yeah. bad to us. If they go that route, who is the other receiver on this team or who is the next receiver on this team that you would look at and say, this is the guy you got to be worried about, especially knowing the challenges the Cowboys have had in the secondary? Dotson. Jahan Dotson. Yeah, the rookie from Penn State. And he's the guy because what they can do, him and Curtis Samuel, they can move those guys kind of all over the place. Dotson's a guy that their game plan and watching how they played, I was prepping this week thinking that maybe that Carson Wentz might be the quarterback. So I went back and watched the Commanders game from week four. And remember, that thing was ball out quick, ball out quick, Mm -hmm. screens, things like that. Might see somewhat of a similar game plan. They ran the ball, I thought, pretty well effectively. And then all of a sudden they got into some – Holding calls and penalties set him back. They had a couple of sacks that set him back. So, but yeah, I, I would worry about Jahan Dotson because what he is is he could go vertical on you. And so now, will you challenge Wright and Bland and others with some of those deep shots? I kind of have a feeling that they might take a couple of those on you. Yeah, I mean, when I look at that team, I do think you know McLaurin's their their main guy, but for some reason, he just hasn't been. Maybe it's the the quarterbacks, yeah. you know, back and forth. But like, he he's got a lot of yards this year. Very sneaky though, because he's oh, that's why he really ha- has a big game. If you if you said Brian, give me the, one of the most underrated players mm-hmm. in the National Football League, I'd say Terry McLaurin every time. Because what happens is he makes. I mean, we're watching highlights, and gosh, McLaurin had another catch. Oh yeah, yep. and then you look at the stats and like. Oh, he had five catches for 106 yards and a touchdown, and you're like going, okay. And then he could catch the ball on all levels, but he he is one of the most underrated. And but you're right against the Cowboys, it's kind of like he sees digs and he kind of like, ooh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how they try and take him out of this football game, and it might be with Diggs, you know, traveling with him. They're gonna they're gonna have to do something. I I I, I don't want this to be the game where all of a sudden he ends up with 148 mm-hmm. and two touchdowns and something like that. Yeah, you know, like when you said two quarterbacks and one of them being a running quarterback, it reminded me of what Houston mm-hmm. did. You know, Houston yeah. came in and maybe did something that they haven't seen. Um, but 
you know, I, I still think at the end of the day, I mean, I think I'll take my chances against a rookie quarterback that's that's never played. I yeah. mean, he, he's got he's obviously got some skill, but there's a reason he went in the fifth round. There's a reason yeah. he hadn't played yet. I'll take my chances. I would worry. I would worry only on the level of this, and I I, I totally get what you're saying. With like, I know that Jarrett Stidham mm-hmm. last week for the Raiders played against the forty, and the 49ers really didn't have a. They're like, yeah, whoa, what's going? And the guy threw for like three something, you know. Yeah. I mean, and all of a sudden you don't have tape on a guy, you're not really sure, and all of a sudden the guy gets hot, he starts finding receivers. All of a sudden you're like going, wow, we're not covering very well today, and we're not getting any pass rush. Minshew, Minshew yeah. Yeah. did that to the Cowboys. Yeah. The Saints had some tape on him. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't yeah. look the same. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it, it happened. And that's thing. the part that worries you. Like, yeah, right. you just don't have the tape. Like, you just don't know their kryptonite. That's the yeah. thing. Like, you might be able to see a couple things from the preseason, but you don't know what it is they don't want to do. I so just kind take of, that away. I, I'm, I'm being really bullish on Sam Howell because I know what I saw at North Carolina and I know what a veteran college quarterback. I mean, they like Mitch Trubisky in North Carolina was a one year guy. And you're watching, like, oh, Mitch Trubisky, and he gets picked third overall this guy played a ton more games at North Carolina and so now your experience and then you saw stuff in the preseason and maybe it's like a little bit like what we saw several when Cooper Rush first came in the league and Cooper Rush was like leading the NFL in the preseason for passing you know I mean like ratings and all that stuff and you're like going oh man maybe this Cooper Rush just got something here Sam Howell is just to me when you watch the body of work at him I'm I, like I say the, they, the mistakes that the commanders have made is they went and got Carson Wentz. Yeah. That's the mistake. You know if they could have rode with Howell and Heineke, you know, maybe they would be in the playoffs. You know maybe they would maybe that would be the playoffs. I, that, this team is just too talented not to be in the playoffs. I mean yeah. I'm just looking at it going, um, you know they had a chance. I mean they had they had the Giants they had the Giants beat and you know the officials we always talk about that take that game away from them. Yeah, I just saw this uh, this tweet on uh, Twitter. Uh, Nikki Havala, I hope I pronounced that correctly. She is a uh, a, a reporter that covers the uh, the Commanders. Her tweet was Sam Howell's taking the first team reps in practice. There you go. So maybe this is a week where they feel like they got they're looking at next year, obviously. Sure. And and so this She's might be a reporter be, for who? She for is a reporter, Washington NFL reporter for the Washington Post. Okay. Why? No, I'm, I'm you just, know her. No, I don't. Okay. I'm just curious, like. She was previously with The Athletic okay, and The Denver Post I, uh, and The New York Times. Obviously not with WashingtonCommanders.com. And so I was just wondering, if if that tweet came out of here of so-and-so is taking first-team reps, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd have we'd have you know meetings in the there'd hallway. Be some yeah, there'd yeah. be some problems. I'm just kind of curious. Because just for those out there listening, you're, the local reporters are not supposed to give away this kind of stuff yeah. from what they see in practice now. Sometimes it happens, but you're not supposed to. Nikki. Well, I was going to ask. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Houston, and I remember for that game that the Cowboys did struggle when with the quarterback situation. Yeah. They just it just took them by surprise. But I don't remember were we expecting that week for no. two quarterbacks to play? No. no, because they called him up off the practice squad yeah. on, a, on a like Friday. Yeah, you know, I mean that they they practice him all week, and then all of a sudden they elevate him right before the game. So you're just thinking, well, maybe it's an injury concern. Maybe it's an injury. Right. It happened. So it was complete. Yeah, yeah, that's the part I couldn't remember if it was completely by surprise. Because at least the difference here is like you already know. You yeah, you know kind of what's if, about to happen this week. If yeah, you're, that if, person's going to get a phone call probably. Well, 
Either that or Nikki knows A, they're selling the team, right. B, the head they coach don't really is care. Or nobody will notice. And C, like <laughs> it's the last game of the year and she's like firing the last shot. You know? <laughs> Nikki Nikki's got this Nikki's got this thing lined up down there. She's yeah. got it all figured out. Nobody like you're gonna yell at me, you're selling the team. Okay. Go worry about Y'all got other problems. Go worry about Commander Tuddy or whatever that thing is over there you're dealing with. <laughs> Commander Dude, Tuddy. What is that? Uh, Major Tuddy. Major Tuddy. I love the name Major Tuddy, by the, the way. Just... I do not like it at all. It makes me think of something else. It makes me think of a grocery store. <laughs> Why a grocery store? We were talking. Were we talking about the the pig? Yeah, They're like Piggly Wiggly. Piggly like, Wiggly. You ever seen? Wow, that's that goes way back. back. Yeah. Right, well, I that go doesn't way still back. exist, does it? I don't, I don't know. Think it well, does. Maybe it they had now. a logo. Their face. The logo was Major yeah. Tutty. The logo was <laughs> basically they just stole Major <laughs> Tutty so, from yeah. Piggly Wiggly. Did, did they just announce this? Like, I yeah, mean, it, like, I think it just came out. It debuted last week. Last week. There's nothing. Why? The commander. I don't know. only scored one Tutty last week. The commander's not a Major Tutty when you only score one. Let's talk. Nobody said the commander's timing is any good. Can we talk about something that's really, really important here? Don't kick them while they're down. Seriously, I got a legitimate question. What benches are we going to have for this game? Are we bringing our own? I mean, that's interesting because nobody's ever had that. We haven't really had that conversation in a while, have we? I mean, have we got new benches. Did we keep them? Did we? What are happened? they still stored we somewhere? Rent, in, renting? In I think they rented them. Reston, Virginia, or something like yeah. yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I actually asked Todd Williams this question because <laughs> he would know. And, and the he answer? told me yeah. he said he goes, "Well, first of all, if we do bring our own benches." We're not allowed to put logos on them. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. So. okay. So we won't be able to really tell, I guess. Yeah, we'll be able to tell them. The pettiness of Washington to come it's back okay. and do it in the dome, in the 72-degree. <laughs> where we're bringing, Of a brand-new stadium, we're by the way. our benches. It's yeah. like, oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. You won. I want you guys to, <laughs> you I want won. you guys to get a picture with Commander Tuddy. I will not. <laughs> I want to see a picture with Commander Tuddy. Amber, Come go on, for Nick. It. You can do it. <laughs> Nick, you can do it. Just take one. Yeah, just just like walk up next to him and give him the piggly wiggly sign. Yeah. <laughs> what exactly is the piggly wiggly you, sign? Like, do your nose up. <laughs> give him the go like, oh well, we're doing that. We're doing that anyway. <laughs> Maybe we're all, we're all about maybe bits. we'll bring Rowdy with us. Yeah. <laughs> My man Rowdy has never looked so good. That I know, they, right? They throw him hey, out I'm there. telling you what, though. There's been a lot of, in college football mascot crime on each other. Have you seen yes. some of these things? Like yes. Arizona like State, like they're attacking each other. Yes, like fighting the, with each other. Fighting with like the Arizona, wow. like the 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 Sun Devil guy beating up on the duck, knocking his head off and stuff like that. <laughs> Everybody it's crazy. wants to fight the duck all the time. Why well, hey, is the it, duck just a problem? Or? I don't know. The duck is an it issue. It happened. It happened like. Maybe like he 15 is. years ago, there's one on YouTube. I think it was Houston and Oregon, mm-hmm. the cougar, yeah. and the duck. Yeah, they're really going at it. Yeah, I mean this is this is a thing. Like, Full costume. Yes, like on the yeah. and you think you know because the smile never goes away. So you you think <laughs> it's as yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. And then when the other cheerleaders have to get involved yeah. and like whoa whoa whoa, then the mascot comes when, up. They're trying to yeah. take it off, you know. Like Gal's got her megaphone hitting the guy in the back of the head with the you know with the costume on and stuff. But yeah, there's so been a lot of mascot crime. So going basically, on. what we're setting up here is: Do you think Rowdy <laughs> could take Major Teddy? Yeah, but I'm guessing so, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. Rowdy is more athletic. Yeah, it especially uses his uh, t-shirt gun. I've seen him use that and hit people with We've it before. We've fallen so far, <laughs> <laughs> San Antonio Nick. We've fallen so far. <laughs> Not. Oh, so far. Not. 
not good. It's a good way to end the show. <laughs> it yeah. really is. It really yeah. is. Thank you, Weapon. guys, for doing Block, this. Blocks field goals. I whatever Rowdy has to do. <laughs> I apologize for the final five some minutes. Great of rowdy episode. stories. Let's not let's not let's not act like they're not some great rowdy stories out there. Oh my god, he tripped the kicker of the Vikings. Like yeah. tripped, Mitch Berger. Yeah, he tripped him in he blocked the, he blocked the kick. He blocked the kick. <laughs> Good old Rowdy. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we appreciate you, you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll get into the Washington defense versus the Cowboys uh, offense. So Major Tutty. <laughs> Brian brought us Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!